This is On The Tee, brought to you by Canteen Vodka Soda. Ready to drink, ready to go. Now here's your host, Anita Marks, on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome in, On The Tee. We are back for another season, really stoked about it, uh, and, uh, and just at the right time, right? We are heading into a phenomenal week. It is Masters Week, getting you ready uh, for a tradition unlike any other, and that is the Masters. So really excited about that. We've got a great show lined up for you. Uh, We'll hear from Jimmy Hanlon, uh, also Keith Stewart, uh, really previewing it all. Also, we're going to get you ready for the Valero Texas Open. And uh, we're heading into, of course, today's final round, the Sunday round. And it's really interesting because... uh, this is this is a, a tournament. Obviously, it's the quote-unquote warm-up for the Masters. Out of all the golfers that teed up this weekend, and it's it's at the TPC in San Antonio, the uh, the Oaks Course. But only ten golfers who teed up this week have already qualified and have their, as I like to call it, the golden ticket to go play at the Masters this week. So there's that. So a, a lot of pressure for a number of these guys to try to win this and and have. Uh, the very uh, prestigious, uh, the what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, opportunity, right? Um, gifted opportunity to tee it up at one of the best uh, golf courses in the world, and that is Augusta. So a lot of pressure there for a number of guys. Okay, so let's jump into it. Let's take a look at the leaderboard. Again, it's the Valero Texas Open, and Patrick Rogers is at the top of the leaderboard. He is 12 under. Data Golf gives him a 37.6% chance of winning. But let's let's be honest, the pressure is on. Um, now, just to give you an idea, I just want to give you some insight in regard to Rogers. Uh, you know, he was sitting atop the amateur rankings for 16 weeks back in 2014. And, uh, and actually, actually matching Tiger Woods school record of 11 wins while playing golf at Stanford. Uh, but he turned professional in 2014, uh, and he's just got one win under his belt. And, and that was on the corn Ferry tour. So he's still looking for his first tour win. So there's pressure there. It's not just Patrick Rogers wanting to win, of course, to, to, to get the invite to go play at the masters, but compounded by the fact that he has not won yet on the PGA tour. So a lot of pressure. It's one thing I say this each and every, each and every, each and every Sunday when I host this show, it's one thing uh, to be the hunted as opposed to the hunter. And right now Rogers is being hunted considering that he's at the top of the leaderboard, but looking at his third round performance, I think it was really telling. And this is why I am fading Patrick Rogers today. He lost strokes on his approach He's 31st in tee to green, and his putter really has not been that sensational. Uh, also, I'm a true believer, you know, how you end on your last hole. You want it to be at least a par, if not better, because what happens, uh, you know, you're going to have problems sleeping anyway if you're at the top of the leaderboard, and he bogeyed uh, the par 518 to end the day yesterday. So just not feeling great about Patrick Rogers and him sealing the deal and winning this, even though Data Goff gives him a 37.6% chance of winning. Right behind him is Corey Connors at 11 under. He was three under yesterday. Data Goff gives him a 30.9% chance of winning. So now Corey, now out of, and, and let me just, let me rewind. I want to say there's about 10, 10 to 11 players within, well, there's 11 players within a five-shot lead. 
uh, of the lead, I should say, heading into today's round. And, um, and out of those, two of them have already gotten, as I like to call it, the golden ticket invite to the Masters. Corey Connors being one of them and Chris Kirk being another. Okay. Um, everybody else is, is trying to really compete and vie and, and, and get in to Augusta next week. But so Connors really, Corey Connors really playing this as a warm up for Augusta. His lone PGA Tour win uh, came in this tournament back in 2019. So he definitely has an edge with his iron play this week. And as we know, he's a former winner at this event. So uh, he's, he's used to being in this situation. He's used to being feeling this type of pressure, which I don't believe Patrick Rogers is. Uh, based on his metrics so far, the first three days, Corey Connors is first in strokes gained on approach, second in strokes gained total, as well as second in strokes gained tee to green. You could wager that Corey Connors is going to win this at plus 190. In fact, he is favored. The odds makers have him favored to win this. I know those odds aren't really juicy or great, but I do believe he's got a really good shot at winning this just because his game has really been on point, even to the point where I'm really looking at his metrics and might throw some money on him next week at Augusta. That's how good his game has has been. Uh, the The biggest knock or or uh, weakness in in Corey Connors' game is that he's just not very long off the tee. But uh, again, that's talking about the Masters. We'll get into that a little bit later on in the show. Uh, sitting right behind Corey Connors is Matt Kuchar, who, by the way, full disclosure, if you watch me on Daily Wager, uh, Monday through Friday, six to seven p.m. Eastern Time. Shameless plug, not so shameless. Uh, Kuchar was one of the guys that I selected on daily wager to win this week. He is nine under. So he's three shots back. He was three under yesterday. Data golf gives him a 9.2% chance of winning today. He's seven to one to win. He is minus 140 to finish in the top five. Uh, I, I'm going to play that. I, I, I'm going to double down. Um, and I want to say he was 20 or 20, 20 to one or 22 to one. I want to say when um, when the tournament began on Thursday, um, he was last year's runner up here. He's got three top tens, two top twenties, and the good metric. A lot of times, what I do is I like to look at a course and see what courses uh, kind of align with the one that they're playing on, and the Genesis tournament is the tournament that I go back and I look, all right, who did well at the Genesis? Typically guys who play well at the Genesis typically play well here at Valero. And so uh, Kuchar finished in the top 10 at Genesis this past season. So, or, or this past this year. So I just felt like he looked to be in, in a really, really good shape and good form as well. If you go back last week to the Dell technologies match play, um, he qualified from his bracket and unfortunately, he lost to Jason Day uh, in the uh, on on the 18th in in a knockout round. So he looked good there. He was in good form. Now his final hole. Now here's here's the thing. He's one shot back right now, but he should be even better. Why? Yesterday, the final hole. Um, he on on the uh, it's a par three 189. He almost aced it. He should have got a hole in one. And unfortunately, the ball lipped out. Also, on the par 5, 18, unfortunately, his ball met a cactus and had to scramble, which, by the way, 
Uh, Kuchar is number one in strokes gained scrambling this season on tour. Uh, but he really had to scramble and uh, unfortunately ended up with a double bogey. So just think about that for a minute. Uh, if his ball wouldn't have met a cactus <laughs> on, um, on, on the 18th tee, and, uh, and if he would have been able to, uh, to, to get that hole-in-one on, um, on the final hole that he played, then who knows? You know, maybe he'd be at the top of the leaderboard right now. So I really like Kuchar coming in. I like him right now. And again, you could get him at seven to one to win. I'm pl- I'm I'm gonna put I'm gonna put some heavy coin on that. He's second in strokes gained on approach. He's third in strokes gained total. He's fourth in strokes gained tee to green. He's won nine times on the PGA Tour in his career, um, but. Uh, He's still, he's looking to get that invite to Augusta. Let's be honest, he's 44. So he's not guaranteed many chances. So I think Kuchar's been in this situation before. Man, I'm sure he wants that invite. He wants that golden ticket to go play at Augusta next week. And at 44, again, you've got to be thinking, how many more of these opportunities am I going to have? So not everybody could be Phil Mickelson winning tournaments at the age of 50. So so I do like Kuchar coming in today. Um... At tied for fourth is Samuel Stevens, and uh, he earned his PGA Tour status uh, this year as one of the top finishers in the Corn Ferry Tour last season. So he's a rookie, okay, um, and he's shot two two rounds of sixty eight this week. So he's feeling really comfortable on this course. Obviously, a win here would be phenomenal to win on the PGA Tour your rookie season, let alone a win and an invite uh, to play at Augusta your rookie season is, is pretty phenomenal. He's looked good. Again, he's tied for fourth. He's eight under. So uh, 22 to one to win it. Top five at plus 210. I'm going to put some coin on that. Samuel Stevens, rookie, trying to make a name for himself today at the Valero Texas Open. Also tied for fourth is Chris Kirk. He won at the Honda earlier this season. So, of course, he is already qualified for the Masters. Not a lot of pressure there. I like him to finish in the top five at plus 130. Um, he finished third in the Sony behind Tom Kim earlier this season. Third in the American Express prior to his victory at Honda. Uh, and, and this course actually does him well. In his one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, his last eight times he's teed it up here. He's only missed the cut twice. Obviously, he was able to make the cut if he's sitting here at tied for fourth. Uh, he's got two top ten finishes and uh, and and also a top fifteen finish as well. So keep in mind, Chris Kirk is really a good story and somebody to really root for. Considering uh, you know he took a six month six month leave from the tour to deal with alcohol and depression. And so to see him get back and hopefully into the winner circle here today uh, is, is really outstanding. Some other guys I'm keeping an eye on. Harrington is tied for six. He's seven under. I got him to finish in the top 10 at plus 125. Former European Ryder Cup captain. Uh, he's eighth in the field in tee to green. And, uh, and his short game has really been on point this tournament. Also tied for 12th. Don't overlook Decky now. He's six under, and he's playing well. Fifth in strokes gained tee to green. 
He gained 1.45 strokes on the, on, on the field in regard to ball striking on Thursday, 1.61 on Friday. He really stepped it up. 3.62 yesterday. So every day he's gotten better and better in regard in, in ball striking. And he's been sharp off the tee on his approach. Like I said, uh, fifth in strokes gained tee to green. So I do like Decky to finish in the top five. You can get him at four to one to finish in the top 10 is plus 125. Another guy that I liked coming in, unfortunately, uh, is uh, I think a little bit too far back to win this. And that's Nick Taylor. He's six under, but he's got two top tens, his last five starts. So I'm going to play him to finish in the top 10. Another guy that I liked coming in this tournament. If you watch me on daily wager earlier this week, JJ spawn. Now he's three under, so he's tied for 30th, but you can get him to finish in the top 20 at plus 210. He's last year's winner, so obviously he's done well on this track. Uh, he's gone uh, 15 under for, uh, for the 46 holes he's played, and, um, and I think doing well. The one guy that was favored to come into this, the odds makers had him as the winner, was Ricky Fowler. Unfortunately, he's tied for 43rd right now. He's only two under. He was another another player who was look. He's had a phenomenal season. He's gone back to Butch Harmon. He's training with Butch Harmon. He's had a great season. I'm a huge Ricky Fowler Fowler fan. For folks who listen to the show, know me as someone who loves. I, I love to wear the orange. I'm all about Ricky Fowler. Unfortunately, not going to get that Masters invite. Too far back. Obviously tied for 43rd. But does he put it together today? If you want to put some coin on Ricky to finish in the top 20, it's three to one. So that's how I'm looking at the Valero Texas Open. And, uh, and keep in mind, a lot of these guys, uh, especially the ones that I'm talking about, the 10 to 11 guys that are in contention that very well could win this, uh, we're talking about, uh, about a, a 11, 11.45 12.30, 12.45 Eastern Standard Time start time. So just so you know how quickly you've got to get your bets in uh, if you want to try to win some money on this Sunday with the Valero Texas Open. All right, uh, when we come back, we're going to switch gears. We are just days away from the Masters. So uh, we are getting you locked and loaded. Buckle up. It's so many phenomenal storylines with Rory and Tiger and Spieth and Rom and Scotty Scheffler. We're going to break it all down for you. Coming your way. You're listening to On the Tee with Anita Marks right here on 98.7 ESPN. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome back to On the Tee with Anita Marks here on 98.7 ESPN. We've got you locked and loaded for today's final round of the Valero Texas Open. Now it's time to get you ready for the Masters that tees off on Thursday. Jimmy Hanlon joins us now. PGA, former PGA Tour pro, and of course has his own radio show up in Cleveland, does a lot of TV work as well. Jimmy, great to have you on. Um, You know, I find it interesting, right? Like NASCAR, the PGA Tour, they start, we've got four majors, but they start with the biggest and the best. (laughs) What are your thoughts on that? You know, it's like NASCAR, right? NASCAR starts Mm -hmm. out with, you know, and it's it's the same way. It's the biggest term of the year. It's the first, you know, first big race. So, um, you know, I think that, this golf course, if you're a spectator and you've never been there, right, um, I would say the first time I ever went there was in college. <clears throat> I went to college in the Carolinas, so we used to shoot down there during college. And the thing that, that really surprised me is, honestly, the undulation and how hilly the golf course is. I mean, it kind of looks that way on television, but you cannot even come close to showing. Like, there just are no flat lies in Augusta, right? I mean, it's just – it's so rolling – um, and it's just that that's the first thing to me. And the second thing is it's just green, Anita, right? Like everything is green mm-hmm. and everything is perfect. And when I say perfect, I mean, beyond anything you've probably ever seen in your entire life, especially for a 250 to 300 acre piece of property. Right. So that that would be what, the, you know, the surprise surprises for me, you know, and if, if no one's ever been, been able to be there and it's their first time there. I, I think that's really it. And, and, and then I'll tell you one other thing that's kind of surprising. Everything's inexpensive once you're there, right? Food's inexpensive. Beers are inexpensive. Even the, the apparel in the shops that you go buy, because trust me, when you tell your, when you tell your friends you're going, everybody's going to give you a list of what they want you, you want them to, to buy for you, you know? So it's not overly priced. So when you're on property, it's really, it's not, it's not crazy expensive, which is, you know, opposite of what, what you would think. The players now, listen, it's all business. And that's one thing that, like, starting in the practice rounds, and we used to go to the practice rounds in college um, and, and walk around. And you go to a lot of PGA Tour practice rounds. They're pretty laid back. They're pretty comfortable. Guys are just kind of joking around, probably a lot of betting going on and stuff. I would say at Augusta, a little more serious, right? A lot of – especially for guys that have never been there before, first time there, they're really trying to figure out the golf course. You don't see people that literally, that go to Augusta and – play it for the first time and go play well in this golf tournament, right? You, there's just so much that you, that you need to know so much inside knowledge. And, you know, and that's why you're, you know, you're looking at Tiger Woods, not to jump into things that, you know, before you, before you tell me, but that's why you look at Tiger Woods and people think it, that, you know, he has an outside chance at times because he just, he knows the golf course so well. He played it so many times. You almost feel like he could, he could win on one leg. Right. And, and that's the, the pretty cool thing about Augusta and I think those are the things that you would notice if you've never been there before. So your first time there, I think that's what you're going to say. Uh, Jimmy, let's, let's dive right into it. There's so many great storylines uh, that are headed, headed th- this way this year. Um, and, and first and foremost, Scotty Scheffler uh, looking to repeat and defend uh, his championship at Augusta last year. And, and so far this season, uh, his, his golf game is just so on point. Wouldn't be shocked if, if, if he was able to do it, right? Uh, but before we do dive into um, the metrics that you're going to be looking at and, and, and if you think he can do it, whether he can do it or not, um, for folks listening, uh, the previous champion gets to choose uh, the dinner that will be served with everyone who's who's won a green jacket before. And not sure if you've seen the menu yet, Jimmy. 
Uh, this is Scotty's menu for this week. Cheeseburger sliders served Scotty style. Firecracker shrimp, tortilla soup, Texas ribeye steak or blackened redfish and warm chocolate chip skillet cookie. That's what's on the menu. You know, it's funny. So uh, last week or maybe two weeks ago, I think it was, I was at, U- at UNLV. The new head golf coach there is John Paul Bear, right? He was the coach at Texas. He, he was an assistant at Texas and he coached Scott, right? So he showed me a text with that menu before it came out, right? So it was kind of like I got some inside info, right? I was sitting there with, with John Paul and he showed me the, the thing. So we talked a little bit about Scotty and, and it's interesting. I said, I said, John Paul, did, did he dominate in college like this? I mean, was he like a guy that you said, wow, this guy's going to go win a bunch of major championships? And he started out, he goes, well, no, like he had some back problems. He grew late. So he was having like some you know minor injuries in college or whatever. And he goes, no, he just wasn't a guy that like just dominated. And then he goes, yeah, but he actually wasn't, uh, you know, a two-time All-American, right? So it wasn't like he was mm-hmm. a great player in college. But even his college coaches didn't see what's going on right now with him. And and just a very likable guy, right? Like kind of a ho-hum guy, you know, walking down a fairway, umpty dumpty dumpty. You know, he just just you know just kind of a laid-back dude. And uh, it's fun to watch somebody like that. To me, I, I love people like that in this world. I wish more people were like Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, he's he's polar opposite than Brooks Kepka, is he not? So, um, I know. So I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Jimmy Hanlon joining us here on 710 ESPN LA, getting you ready uh, for Masters week. Now, uh, another storyline out there is, is of course, Tiger Woods, right? And um, full disclosure, last year, I bet that he would not make the cut. Obviously, that, that, that burnt me. I lost there. Um, obviously, it's it's always great when Tiger Woods is, is teeing it up on the weekend, but you just talked about how difficult that course is to walk, right? And and we know what he goes through, especially now, what's been well documented, his warm-up each and every time he tees up and, and plays professionally. I do believe that he can make the cut this 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 week this 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 coming week, but fifty-five to one for him to win it. I just don't think he has it in him him anymore. What what are your expectations for Tiger Woods heading into this week? Well, you know, here's the deal. And again, we know forecasts can change, right? You you just never know, right? So you look right now at the forecast at Augusta, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, 80s, right? High 70s, 80s, and you're like, okay, if Tiger ever has a chance to win, this might be the chance, right? Because weather affects this guy a lot, more than he'll tell right. you in press conferences and more than, than we're ever going to know, right? So I'm like, you know, I see the weather on those days. I'm like, oh, man, this could be the time, man. Do you know how bad I want to sit at home and watch Tiger Woods on Sunday with a chance to win at Augusta? Like, as bad as anything, right? So I'm so excited. And then you start to look at Thursday, Friday. And, again, this could all change. It could move back. But it goes the highs in the high 60s, which means that in the mornings it's going to be in the 50s. Um, and, and the same thing on it looks like Friday, like, you know, highs in the mid to low 60s, which means that, you know, there's going to be times when it's going to be in the 40s and 50s. So that doesn't bode well for him. It's funny that mm-hmm. I, I really would like to make my Tiger prediction like next Tuesday or Wednesday when I can get some good forecast. Because I just think that if you get some days in the 80s, I think Tiger's body might be able to stay warm enough and be able to handle it. If we see Tiger playing golf in long sleeps um, and, and, you know, that early morning tee time is going to be in the 50s, uh, I think it's a, it's a tough task for him to get his body to do what he needs to do. 
I hear you. Um, all right. So uh, another big storyline. There's there's so many. I could I could I could keep you on this show for hours. Uh, but I know we we only have a few more minutes. Uh, but you know, Rory trying to complete the Grand Slam. We haven't seen the live players, DJ, Cam Smith. We haven't seen the live players in quite a while. And I know Rory's not excited about it. Rory said, I don't want to mingle with those live players. Neiman <laughs> said, you know what? I know that they hate us. Fine. It, it, it's only going to motivate me to beat them. Um, so that's going to be an interesting scenario. What, what's, what's the number one storyline, Jimmy, you're looking at coming in here that, that you think is going to be the most interesting? Well, you know what, you know, Anita, I know you like to throw a few bets out there on golf, right? So to me, when I look at the <laughs> board, be, be, because the live players are so forgotten, their odds are incredibly good right now, right? Like Cam Smith, you're getting three times the money over Rory as Cam Smith. Cam Smith's the best player in the world in reality, or right there, maybe Scotty Scheffler than Cam Smith, right? And you're going to tell me you're going to give him you know, 20 to one and you're giving Scotty Scheffler seven to one and Rory seven, you know, eight to one. Come on, man. Like give me that all day long. DJ, right? DJ 28 to one right now paying 2,800 on a hundred dollar. Come on. Are you kidding me? This guy's one of the best players that's ever walked on Augusta national, right? I mean, he's phenomenal and he's still only in his thirties. I mean, to me right now, now listen, I'm not going to tell you a live guy's going to win because I'm not a pro I'm a pro golf guy, right? I just love golf, right? And I just wish that we could see all these guys playing together. It just drives me nuts to turn on a TV and watch a PGA Tour event and those guys aren't there, right? Whether you believe they should take the money or not take the money, that's for a whole different radio show, right? A whole different discussion. But uh, the, these people think that because they're on the live tour that they're not going to be competitive, right? I mean, you, you got another thing coming. Uh, give, me, give me DJ at those odds. Um, give me Patrick Reed at 5,500, you know, it's at, at 55 to one, the guy's got a green jacket, knows how to play the golf course. And that's the story to me right now is I think they're so undervalued just because the better right now doesn't, doesn't, you know, they forget about them or they don't like them because of what they did, but that doesn't mean that they can't win at Augusta and they're not great players still. Jimmy, before, before we let you go, got to get your pick. Who, who do you like? Who do you think walks away with, a green jacket come, I, I uh, come next Smith. Sunday night. I, I love Cam Smith. That's right? it. Okay. I, I just do. I think he's a great player. I Listen, I wish he didn't go over to Live Tour. I wish we could watch him every week. Um, I love him. Um, Justin Thomas is a, is a really good pick, you know, whether you're betting or not betting. You know, I, I, I really like, you know, I just really like the way he plays the game. And I, I think that he's a uh, – um, he's always a threat to win, right? If the putter's hot, he's he's always you know a threat to win. So I think those two right now are are two that 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 you know if you if you make me pick, give me those two right now. But you know, listen, I'm 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 clapping and excited if Scotty Scheffler you know comes down 18 with with a three shot lead and wins. I just I love the way I love the guy. I love the way he handles himself. But if you're only letting me pick one, give me Cam Smith. All right, I want to thank Jimmy Hanlon for joining us here on uh, on the tee. We're not done yet. We still have more analysis getting you ready for the Masters that tees off on Thursday. Keith Stewart will join us next. So stay tuned. 98.7 ESPN. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, we are back on the tee with Anita Marks, getting you ready for the Masters. Keith Stewart, former PGA Tour pro, also has his own radio shows uh, that he hosts, of course, in New Jersey on ESPN. And, uh, and he's had his eyes and ears on the ground. He's been traveling around to a number of tournaments, so he's seen these guys up close and personal. So, Keith, really curious to get your thoughts on who you like heading into the Masters. Um, I truly believe that there's only about 12 or 13 guys that legitimately could win this whole damn thing. What are your thoughts? Totally agree. Totally agree on almost all counts right there. Okay. So why don't you, why don't you add to maybe what I left off or maybe what you feel differently about? All right. Well, the experience in playing Augusta national is a thing. We haven't had a rookie winner there in 43 years. I love the fact that you are concentrating on greens and regulation and approach. Augusta national is statistically the toughest place on the PGA tour to play around the green. Let's really get focused on iron play second shot golf course we're going to hear that at nauseum and there's a reason for it and those that are confident chipping and pitching around these around these green complexes they're extremely extremely challenging and the 47 bunkers that are out there 32 of them decorate these green complexes and they make it quite difficult so you're going to need to be a good sand player as well as a good pitcher and chipper the fact of the matter is i also want to see guys that are in really good recent form eight of Mm -hmm. the last 10 winners of the masters have been ranked in the top 20 in the official world golf ranking. So these are guys that have been playing well for a couple months leading up to the tournament. And I know you mentioned par four scoring, uh, par five, par scoring, five, mind you, par five, yeah. par five, but I want you to pay attention to par four scoring. All right. Because uh, in the last 10 years, each of the winners have played the par fours at at least three under par. Uh, I mean, they average almost 460 yards in length as a group. And if you remove that short, drivable third hole, they average almost 470 yards in length. So par four scoring is a huge indicator on the PGA Tour in general, and it's a tremendous indicator along with approaching around the green at Augusta National Golf Club. Okay, so with that being said, um, who, who, let's, let's start big and then we'll, we'll work our way down. Who do you have winning this whole, this whole damn thing? It's Scotty's world, and we're just living in it, Anita. I've told you that several times. I mm-hmm. told you that around the players. Um, I just can't get around the fact that for about a year now, he hits more greens in regulation than anybody. So he's just excellent on approach. And when he does miss a green, it seems like he chips in at the perfect time. It reminds us of Tiger at his prime. I, I just love Scotty this week. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. I just had Jimmy Hanlon on, and uh, he likes Cam Smith. He feels that a lot of people are just forgetting about the limb players because they have no TV deal, and so we haven't seen them play. I think he also likes the odds at 20 to 1. Also, the fact that he's one of the best putters on 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 the live tour, right? That's going to be teened up this week. But he as well uh, just really, really loves Scotty Shuck. There's something like all shucks about him that also you want to root for, right? Like 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 copious amounts of of uh, humility um, that that he kind of carries himself. Um, here are some stats for you: strokes gained on approach. Scotty is top six. Strokes gained around the green. Scotty is is top twenty top twenty one. Par five scoring. Scotty is top five. And of course, you talk about form, two wins in seven top tens so far at the start of this golf season. So he obviously checks all your boxes, right? There's one box that you and I would love for him to check, and that would be a little bit higher odds. And I think that that all shucks mentality, the Rory story, the emotional contingent that Rom is, right? Uh, People are going to get excited about these guys and everybody's going to be betting Tiger. I think Scotty can slip a little bit. I think he can get into double digits. And when we see that happen, whether it be Tuesday night, if there's a little momentum push in his number, or if it's Wednesday at some point, you know, maybe there's something quirky that happens in the practice round. Somebody says, oh, Scotty, you know, he only made two birdies today in his practice round. It pushes the number up to 11 maybe. Then we hit it. But, you know, the only thing that's missing from Scotty are better odds. I, I, I 100% agree. Um. You know, you mentioned Tiger last season. I bet that he would not make the cut. Sure enough, he did. But of course, we saw him kind of, you know, flail out um, on Saturday and Sunday. I just, you know, this course is so grueling in regard to, you know, having to walk it. Um, and and then uh, we just, like I said, we just had Jimmy Hanlon on. He was talking about the weather conditions. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday are supposed to be excellent, 70s and 80s. But Thursday, Friday... Uh, and, and parts into Saturday and Saturday morning, you're looking at like 50s, 60s, and as early as we know, Tiger has to get up to start warming up and, and, and get those juices flowing. You're talking about maybe 40 degrees in the morning. So do you have Tiger making the cut? He's 55 to 1 to win it. Well, I, Tiger is definitely not going to win it, Anita. You know, and that's not a shock to anyone to hear. But as a professional, he's made 22 straight cuts. And uh, I can't see him not making the cut again. Uh, it's going to be wet. It's going to play long. But if you remember last year, it poured Tuesday and Wednesday and into Thursday. And the golf course played long. It played difficult. It was hard to walk for him. And, you know, he's one year healthier than he was then. So I definitely see him making the cut. But I also see it be a genesis situation as the rounds go on and the climbing of the hills there at Augusta National. I mean, unless you've been on property, you just don't understand how hard of a walk it is and how slick the surface is and how much you really have to pay attention to what you're doing when you're, when you're moving around that golf course. So I, I see it being a situation where, you know, in those previous 21 years, Tiger, he made the cut every time and he never finished outside the top 40, and he did it for the first time last year because of the fatigue factor, and I think he slides again like he did at Genesis we're, we're going to see we're going to see some heroism. But in the end, you know, I, I think he's going to tire out. He's just not fully back. That's where I stand on the Tiger situation. I'm going to bet him to definitely make the cut. 
Rory looking to complete that Grand Slam. A lot of pressure there, but his game has been on point. We saw him at the Dell Technologies match play. He did well, went into that playoff with Scotty um, to finish third. Your thoughts on Rory? Do you think that he'll be in contention come Sunday? Well, you know, a lot of people forgot about this storyline last year between Liv and everything else that was going on and Scotty Scheffler, but Rory finished top eight in all four majors. And, of course, he finished runner-up at Augusta, chipped in on the last hole with Morikawa. We know, you know, a total feel-good story and everything. He's had nine chances to go for the career Grand Slam, and it's been 3,100 days since he's won a major. I don't know. Uh, I'm just not quite there on Rory yet. Uh, I, I think there's still a lot of questions about what he's doing with his golf game. What I saw in Austin um, was certainly very, very good. Uh, you know, cutting the driver down, getting the ball in play off the tee. The new putter seemed to be making a lot of putts. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you look at his numbers from this season and you start to start to really think about, he hasn't been great uh, with the putter and he hasn't been as strong around the green as he's been in other areas. And those are two of like really, really important points that we need to stress when it comes to this week. You know, like, let's talk about Rom for a second. Rom's been better with the putter than he's been with the driver. And Rom's forever been one of the best drivers of the golf ball. But for both of those guys, there's some major, major kind of inconsistency we've seen. And Rom's won three times. But I just don't see them in the same form as, like, a Scotty. Or if you want to go up to the middle tier and, and really have somebody pop, like Xander or somebody like that, or maybe our friend Finau, he jumps in there because – their ball striking is just a little bit better. I hear you. I hear you. And then, of course, there's Jordan Spieth, 18 to 1. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm looking like, I, I think realistically, I think there's like 12 or 13 guys that could win this. Jason Day at 22 to 1. Um, I really love like, Cor- I, I love Colin Morikawa, uh, one of the best ball strikers and knows this course extremely well. I think he'll be able to place the ball where it needs to be placed on those greens. He's 22 to 1. And I, I don't think a, n- a number of people are, are even considering Tony Finau. Key? Love Tony Finau. I just mentioned I him a second ago. You know, five, you know, this is his sixth start. Five cuts made out of five starts previous to this. He's got three top tens. He's got five top 40s. Uh, you know, he's top five in the field at the Masters for approach, for par four scoring, for opportunities gained, for proximity to the hole for greens and regulation gained. I mean, this guy is an elite ball striker. And, and you can come back at me, Anita, and say, you know, the putter can get bulky, but you don't have to – this is going to sound blasphemous, too. You don't have to be a great putter to win at Augusta National. Look at Hideki. Look at Adam Scott. Look over the years. Look at Zalatoris. He is not a great putter. The greens are so severe, it mitigates some of the really, really great putters. Now, there have been some good ones over the years. Don't get me wrong. But – everyone's on there's so much on defense on these greens that everyone's just trying to two putt they don't go aggressive the great putters they don't make a ton of putts you know I I think Tony can slip under the radar because he hits it so darn good and you know a lot of people forget 2019 he was in that final group you know when weather delayed everything and it was him and Francisco and Mr. Woods I think Tony's learned a lot over those five starts at Augusta and you know He's got the minimum requirement of about three or four starts in order to really learn the place. I love Finau this week. All right, I want to thank Keith Stewart for joining us here on the T. Uh, we come back, 
And we'll close the show out strong. Why? John Muscari, head pro at Alpine Country Club, is going to join us. We'll find out who does he like for the Masters. And, uh, and, and again, just to recap what's going on with the final round at Valero. So sit tight. We'll be right back. Anita Marks with you on the tee here on 98.7 ESPN. This is On the Tee with Anita Marks. Without further ado, John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club, joins us now. John, we are back in action for another season. Dude, what's up? Yeah, I know. Up? It's fantastic. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. I am great. Uh, hopefully winning some money with this Valero Texas Open. I liked Matt Kuchar. He was one of my uh, top guys that I thought uh, we were going to win, so I put money down on him to win. Top 5, top 10, top 20 as well. Nick Taylor, another one. He's tied for 12th right now. He's six under, so I'm hoping if he could get into the top 10, uh, I will have made some cash this week that I could spend on the Masters. Um, <laughs> with that being said, John, what, what, are, what are some of give me Give me your top three storylines. Uh, that you are most looking forward to for the Masters this coming week? Well, for me, it's um, it, the first is starts with Scotty Scheffler, obviously the hottest player on the planet, the defending champion, uh, looking to see if he can continue his streak of playing great golf and uh, keep the jacket for another year. Uh, I also uh, love seeing Tiger back, of course, who doesn't? Trying to make the cut. I know uh, you mentioned 55 to 1 to win, so we can't see that happening, but. I definitely believe he will make the cut once again this year. And Rory, you know, can Rory claim the Grand Slam? Uh, Some new equipment for him. Been playing pretty well in the match play and coming into uh, his big white whale at Augusta National. Can he finally slay the dragon and um, be the seventh player to have a career Grand Slam? Yeah, so much pressure there, right? He did look good in the Dell Technologies match play. As, as we know, of course, he beat Scotty Scheffler in a playoff to finish third overall. Um, okay, so with that being said, I, one of the biggest storylines also for me is is the live players, right, John? Because we really haven't seen them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, but, sure. you know, Cam Smith, a lot of people feel, right, one of the best golfers on the planet, 20-1 um, to 1 to win this damn thing. Yeah. DJ, <laughs> I, I can't believe that, right? He's I, a, I, the best putter I, on the planet, right? Yeah. Cam, Cam Smith. <laughs> Um, it should be interesting to see how they're received too at Augusta. You know, it's it is Augusta, so I see it being very cordial. I can see the players exchanging pleasantries with them, but how will they be received by the fans at Augusta? Kind of like seeing your ex at a party. You know, oh, hey Melissa, how are you? And then kind of muttering under your breath as she walks by. <laughs> did you date? Did you date a Melissa, John? Is there a Melissa? Is there an ex named Melissa? Oh, oh you want me to lay down on the couch now? We'll go into a deep dive of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> my wife is listening, I think, so I can't go okay. into too much of a deep dive. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Like, like, like the, the crowds out there, like in regard to the heckling, what's going to take place? Rory, obviously, uh, you know, Rory and, and Tiger, not thrilled with the decisions that a number of these guys made to leave here's one for you as well and i mentioned dj and i i mentioned cam smith right now brooks kepka um is uh he started his uh, saturday six under 65 he's got a three-shot lead right now in this live golf tournament in orlando um right before the masters so that's it and and if you i'm sure you've been watching the netflix special right yes 
Yes, I have, of course. Yeah, I can't look at Brooks the same way. Like, after watching that, I've, I almost felt bad for him. You know, like, he's he, he was likable, then became kind of the enemy, and uh, he's so, so talented, but it just shows you how tough of a sport golf is where you can have it one week and then completely lose it the next. And good for him for getting back and, and playing better, but like you said, we really haven't been paying much attention to the live guys, and seeing him throw up a 65 kind of makes your ears kind of perk up. It's like, oh, what's uh, remember me, I guess, is a good way to say it. Oh, Brooks Brooksy coming back around. 35-1 to 1 to win the Masters this coming week. All right, with that being said, what are some of the metrics you feel these guys need in their bag? John, what are you looking at um, before you, you, you pick a winner? Or, or give me the top three guys who, who you think uh, will, yeah. will be in contention on Sunday. What are you looking at? Yeah, for me, the number one metric, and it, it kind of starts with strokes gain and approach. I mean, obviously, we know how Augusta rewards um, length off the tee. But it's how can you handle the greens? How can you handle the green complexes? And for me, my pick to win uh, ranked second in straight strokes gain in approach this year, and he's been playing well at the Masters of late the past few years, that's Xander Shoffley uh, going off 20 to 1. I think he's arguably the best player in the world without a major championship. I think that will change. He kind of got the monkey off his back last season with three wins. Uh, second to Tiger in 19, almost one in 21 until he hit that ball into the water on um, on 16. Mm-hmm. I just think given his current stretch of play, his ability to play himself into contention on Sundays at Augusta, he's going to be my pick to win this year. Uh, tough to go against Scotty Scheffler as well, as I mentioned before, um, best player in the world. I'm also looking at Max Homa. Max has been playing great, uh, top 25 in nine of the 10 events this year, including two wins. Again, top 10 in approach, top 10 putter. So you can definitely make a run. But uh, for me, it's going to be Xander's time this year. I like it. And uh, an X-Man, as I like to call him, Shoffley, 22 to 1 to finish, uh, to win, plus 450 to finish in the top five, plus 210 to finish in the top 10. Before I let you go, curious, I want to get your thoughts on hole number 13, the uh, the Azealia course. Uh, It's playing now. 545 yards, 35 yards longer. Um, and so how, how is this? A lot of people feel that this is where the green jacket is won or lost the four times that they de- that they do tee it up on hole 13. Um, how do you think that's going to come into play this week? Yeah, I mean, it seems like they're going to be teeing off in Florida with the green in Georgia at some point. I mean, it seems like they just keep on lengthening and lengthening the golf holes. And it seems to have no bearing really on the players. I mean, we're talking about over 7,500 yards of a golf course and it's not going to make that big of a difference. It's, it's just a longer hole. Um, they lengthened the, the 15th last year. If you remember, again, there were, there were no Eagles there. So maybe that was the one hole that, that did come into play, but I, I really can't see, See it being that big of a difference. I mean, it's from five ten to five forty something, if I if I remember correctly. And it was one of the easiest courses. Oh, sorry, easiest holes on the course. But um, I, I really can't see that being much of a change. I just think they're they're trying to stretch the golf course as much as they can because of the players hitting it so long now. 
John, thank you so much for spending some time with us this morning. Really do appreciate it. John Mascari, head pro at Alpine Country Club. Uh, the season, obviously, uh, weather was absolutely beautiful. How's uh, how's Alpine playing right now? You guys, you ready for the season, John? Yeah, yeah, we're ready. As you know, the conditions are always perfect at Alpine. Uh, membership is awesome. We've had some nice weather of late, even though it's a little cool this morning. Yesterday afternoon was awesome. So you're seeing the the course start to green up a bit, and uh, you know it'll be perfect uh, all season. So we're excited. Yeah, and excited to uh, be back in action right here on the tee on 98.7 ESPN. John, thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday fun day, my friend. My pleasure. Good luck, everybody. You got it. All right, uh, let's end the show. Let's circle back, right? Um, and, and this leaderboard brought to you by Skyway Golf Course in Jersey City. I think it's uh, one of the best-kept secrets. Obviously, not a secret anymore if you listen to the show. Uh, beautiful nine-hole course there in Jersey City. So uh, let's take a look at the leaderboard here. Again, Patrick Rogers at the top leaderboard at 12 under. He tees off around 12.41 p.m. Eastern time. He's going to be teeing off with Corey Connors, who's just one shot back. I'm fading Rogers today, as I said earlier on in the show. I do like Corey Connors here. Been here, done that, and doesn't have the pressure of like, oh, I've got to win this tournament in order to get to the Masters. Corey will already be teeing it up next week in Augusta. Also, full disclosure, Matt Kuchar, that's who I, I picked to win this bad boy earlier this week on Wednesday. Um, he's nine under, so he's just a few shots back as well. Uh, and he's in third place. I like him as well. And you've got better odds there for him to win. It's seven to one, nine to one in some places. Um, also looking at uh, Sam Stevens, rookie. Could he, this be his first win on tour, his rookie season, and how great would that be? He wins and he gets invited to the Masters. Unbelievable for a rookie. Love me some Chris Kirk. He's eight under. Some other guys I'm I'm eyeing that I think could finish in the top five. Um, Harrington, he's seven under, so uh, and he's tied for six. Nick Taylor is tied for 12th. He's six under. Uh, I'm going to play him to finish in the top 10 as well. And don't sleep on Decky. Decky has been great. Shot a 68 yesterday. Every day, his metrics, uh, his ball striking has gotten better and better. He's tied for 12th at six under. I've got him finishing in the top 10 as well as the top five as well. And again, this leaderboard brought to you by Skyway Golf Course. Everybody, thank you, much, thank you so much for tuning in. Really do appreciate it. We're so thrilled to be back in action with you. Uh, when we come back... Um, we kick off the Anita Mark show. I'm with you until 1230 this afternoon, leading into that Rangers Capitals game. We've got Greeny, who's going to be joining us. He's got a book signing uh, today in Ridgewood, New Jersey. So Greeny's going to be joining us. Uh, Bill Barnwell as well is going to be joining us as well. Let's talk some NFL as we are still on Rogers watch. Could it happen this week? Potentially. So still a lot more coming your way. We'll kick off the Anita Mark show next here on 98.7 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 